In this episode of the podcast, I take a moment to look introspectively and see how AI is going to impact the tabletop role-playing industry. I look at all the pros and the cons, and I go into really detail about how dungeon masters, game masters, and everyone in between can utilize benefit from it, but also what they have to be concerned about. So if you enjoyed this episode and if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to leave a comment and share this episode with your friends. But if you also want to support this podcast from a financial perspective, I would really appreciate that you check us out on Patreon. I provide a bunch of materials that you can use as a game master at your table, all digital, and it's pretty sweet if you know I say so myself because it's stuff that I use at my table and things that I have learned to use at the table because it was out of necessity. Anyway, if you want to support, go to Patreon. I appreciate you listening, and with that being said, let's get to this episode. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, welcome wherever you are on this planet to the Bearded Nerd Podcast. Today I am solo, and I'm okay with that because I want to talk about something that I'm very passionate about, which is obviously tabletop RPGs, but more importantly, how technology impacts tabletop RPGs. And we're going to dive deep into AI, the use of AI, what is AI, and how does it affect TTRPGs, but more importantly, how does it affect you as a game master? So let's first define what AI is. AI is the science of making machines think like humans. Basically, it's the ability for them to perform cognitive functions as associated with the human mind, whether that's you know perception, reasoning, learning, recognizing patterns, making decisions, things of that nature, basically mimicking the human. So that's what AI is at the core level of it, AI as we see right now. Now, a lot of people, obviously, in a non-gaming space, there are major impacts, and there are a lot of people who are for it and against it. Now, I'm not going to talk about those industries. I'm going to talk about TTRPGs, but I will be the one that's in the middle. I think that there are great benefits to it, but I also think that we need to be cautious of it. So what do I mean by that? First and foremost, with the functioning and whatnot of AI, we need to consider what AI can do before we can make a judgment call. So obviously, AI can do a lot of things. AI can make modules, they can make stats, they can do all these things. A lot of people will say, well, no, that can't happen. They are stealing work, they're stealing this, they're doing that. Okay, first and foremost, at one point, yes, they were scanning the internet, taking things from the internet, aka ChatGPT and MidJourney, right? These functions were essentially grabbing what was in the internet, what was on the internet to create this, you know, product that you implemented or you as in the listener potentially have done, right? You entered a prompt on ChatGPT. It created said prompt maybe you said create give me a you know fifth edition compatible magic item that i can give to my party at level five and they'll generate that and give one to you 
It could be very unique or it could be pretty lame, to be honest with you. It was a 50-50 chance. Same thing with mid-journey. You can say, give me or create a fantasy art of this character with these features for my dwarven paladin. And it would provide those features for you. And again, it either was really, really good or really, really bad. Now, AI has evolved to a point where you can, and especially with chat, GPT's 4.0, and mid-journey's paid renditions of these artworks, right? You can have really, really detailed information. You can have ChatGPT create a very unique magic item, a rare magic item that's not really seen because, again, it is taking inspiration and ideas from other services, other people, anything that's on the Internet, and then creating its own thing, right? So it does have a little bit of basis and judgment on other materials, but it does create something unique. Same thing with MidJourney. Depending on how you learn and navigate the prompts and how to create that um, imagery, you can actually create some really cool stuff. So obviously, there's a lot of people that see problems with that. First and foremost, a lot of people say that it's copyright and it's unethical. Right now, the un, the ethical aspect of it is very, it's a weird spot to be in because from an ethics perspective, there are a lot of other things that are playing into this and there's a lot of other issues of morality, which morality and ethics, just to remind folks, are not necessarily the same. And that's a whole different episode that's actually more of like a philosophical episode. But ethics is a little bit off from this because there's not really a law that they're breaking. So legal ethics, not necessarily, it's, it's not breaking any jurisdiction right now. It could potentially hit on intellectual property and copyright. However, it is taking from the internet whatever is available. So if you, and, and, and you know, if you live in a country that has copyright infringement protection laws and things of that nature sure but remember when you didn't want to pay and not you specifically i'm not attacking you but remember folks when we didn't want to pay for the i don't know you know the 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 hardcover book of whatever homebrew third party or even official printed ttrpg supplement book and there is a PDF version. We didn't have anything to say about that. We never said that that wasn't pirating and that that wasn't stealing, right? And now what ChatGPT is doing is essentially very similar to that. And we're going crazy. But more importantly, the PDFs that we've placed out there in the internet, whether legally or illegally, no matter what, ChatGPT can take from that, theoretically. So... Again, copyright stuff, it's weird. I don't understand right now um, the future implications because obviously I can't tell time, <laughs> not tell time, excuse me. I cannot predict the future and I don't, and only time will tell. That's what I meant to say. But it will be one of those things that, again, time will tell. But for right now, it is taking that and it is making unique things. And actually, my argument will be this. 
AI is making, at this point, unique things. It is creating and crafting unique things because it has evolved to be that way. AI is learning and it's growing and it is actually becoming pretty advanced pretty quickly, if I should say so myself. So that is one thing that's happening. Now, let's go into the meat of this. Let's talk about how you should be using this and those pros and those cons. Okay, so you as a game master, you're sitting down and you are prepping for a session. These This is what I see immediately with the pros of AI. Number one, saving of time. You're sitting down prepping for a session and you don't have a magic item ready. You promised your players that you would have a magic item, but you don't have one ready. So instead of, you know, finding something on Instagram or TikTok or wherever, you know, social media platform or even Patreon, right? Maybe you haven't, um, I'm going to say this cheeky in a cheeky way. You haven't subscribed to my Patreon, so you haven't been able to um, get some cool magic items or you haven't followed any of the awesome people like, um, I mean, bonus actions. One of them, the Griffin Saddlebag is another one. I personally um, have actually a number of people that you can follow for magic items and they're really good. Arapocaly um, is another one. I love Arapocaly. Um, great content creator and human being. I actually highly recommend Arapocalypse over uh, most just because I like the style. But anyway, so let's say you didn't have a magic item set and prepared. Well, cool thing is you can go with ChatGPT, type in what you need, create that prompt, and boom, there you go. You have something ready to deliver to your players. Now, maybe you want to have a cool image artwork for it. Okay. Now, you're going to take the description of that item, go to mid-journey, it's my recommendation. Um, I don't know about any other AI artwork, but that's mid-journey is the, the best one. But you can go to mid-journey, type in the description, create artwork for it, and boom, now you have artwork for your uh, campaign, for your session, and it was done in less than, honestly, realistically, 30 minutes of copying and pasting everything, or actually everything from thinking of what you want, finding a way to type the prompt out, creating the prompt, and then typing the description into mid-journey, producing the image or images, choosing the image you want, putting it all together. That would take 30 minutes or less. Like, it, it's an amazing time saver. Leading into that, it's a money saver. You do not have to pay for someone to create brilliant artwork for you. You have artwork right there available to you. And the cool thing about that is, yes, you pay a subscription for MidJourney, but there are other AI art generators that you can get, you know, you can pay into or utilize for, you know, for cheap. Uh, MidJourney is about 10 bucks a month. So, I personally enjoy that aspect. It's, you know, relatively affordable. With that being said, you save money. It, it is a low cost. You are not having to necessarily generate um, funding or kind of create this this uh, account and have this 
money and spending money rather on those type of things, right? You don't have to spend it now. Obviously you can, and I highly recommend this too, support your, you know, local creators like Eric Pockley, Bonus Action, uh, Griffin Saddlebag and whatnot. Support them and you can buy into, I, I would say if you, if you can, and, and this is where I humbly say, if you want to support me, go for it. But you can support creators and do that yourself, right? Spend the five, ten dollars. Um, same thing that you would spend for like Mid Journey to generate, you know, to have all these magic items. But the other part of it is you have one hundred percent power over it. You can create whatever you want with that. You incur the financial risk, but you also create, you know, incur the endless reward. You can utilize all these cool different you know things of ai the artwork the props the the everything you can write you can write a complete module using chat gpt and generate something cool now this is a little bit near future there's there's some of it now but this is going to be better in the near future what i like about ai and the potential as a gm to use ai is that you can generate NPCs, right? So I mentioned the magic items that you can create. You can create NPCs and create characters, artwork for, you know, you can create the artwork, you create their stats, you can create their personality, everything. But furthermore, you can create an AI generated image that can then use predictive text, can use, you know, not only general AI, but they can go into more specific AI and become even more advanced and interact with the party in a way that is not like your classic video game where they, it's going to respond based upon your response, right? It's a, it's not algorithmic based. It is, yeah, it becomes logical. It becomes predictive in the sense it's going to see what you're doing or not predictive predictive excuse me it's going to be logical and it's going to be uh reactionary where it's going to see what you say and then respond back based upon your reaction or response whatever you want to choose it's going to be intuitive that's the word sorry it's going to be intuitive the ai will be intuitive enough where it can interact with the party so you know when you have that party member say Oh, I am going to, you know, sleight of hand the barkeep. The barkeep AI is going to notice that and is going to have some sort of repercussion. Or even you as a GM are going to say, hey, you rolled a three. All right, AI barkeep, input that. If, you know, character rolls below a five have an outcome for it and then you'll have role play which is another point with this type of ai that's coming into the future and is present right now players are going to be able to interact with the ai in a way that is very unique it'll have you can have preset accents or facial features or whatever but it will have those accents so that way your game master won't have to do any of them. It's basically going to become a hybrid between a programmable 
RPG with very little tech skills, but it's going to be like a hybrid mix of like, you know, World of Warcraft and, you know, tabletop. So again, there, there's going to be some, it's going to be weird, but it's going to, there are going to be benefits, right? Like I said, time is money and money is time as they say. So saving money and saving time is going to be pretty much what AI is going to do. It's also going to help player immersion. You know, when you generate images for your campaign, whether it's a map or whether it's a scene art, you have the visual component that your players can immerse themselves in. What I mentioned earlier about the interactive AI NPCs, that's going to help your players immerse themselves as well. Because I don't know about you, I'm not the greatest with accents and voices, but when I use them, my players feel more immersed in the world and in the story. By using AI that has accents and voices and quirks and things of that nature to represent the NPC, the players are going to be more immersed in the game. Very much like a video game where when a character, a voice actor embodies their character and basically acts as that character, the players immerse themselves in it and they love it. But in this case, instead of a human actor, it will be an AI actor doing all these things. So again, player immersion is going to be at the forefront of this too. And in my opinion, those three things are reason enough to look into AI. Now, a bonus one and a four, and so it's going to be a fourth one, but a bonus one that I'm going to add is not only player immersion, but it's going to be player um, receptability. So like how they receive, I don't think that's a word, so I apologize, but how they receive the game and how they receive um, the world of whatever campaign you're playing in it's going to have a positive effect on that. So it's a little bit different than immersion, right? Immersion is that they're stepping into the world. When they receive the world and when they input the world into their brain, I think what this is going to do is that for folks that are perhaps on the spectrum and when it comes to learning and whatnot, they're going to have a better time and people in general are going to have a better time understanding the world because it is going to... um, be, you're going to be able to teach them or show them or immerse them, whatever you want to use, using all the senses. So whether it's sight, touch, whatever, you're going to be able to do that. So there's going to be that player experience. And actually, that might be a better way of saying it. The player experience is going to be way different and probably a little bit more enjoyable than the you know, other traditional ways. I don't think AI is going to take over technology. Obviously, you have like wizards coming out with the AI dungeon master, which again, using the whole NPC route and logic, I can see where that basically overtakes the GM. But here's the other part of it. Everyone likes the human capability of interacting with your friends, right? You want to interact with other humans at the end of the day. So the AI GM is going to be an assistant to that. It's not going to take it over, just like Discord didn't take over, right? Technology, computers, the internet did not take over TTRPGs. It's not like doom and gloom. 
right? We have physical minis, physical terrain. We have, you know, vendors that sell physical tables and dice so that you can play and have a physical interaction. That's not going away. And it did not replace or take over the chess X map or the grid map rather when, you know, D&D started or when any TTRPG started in the 70s. It didn't take it over. It just made it a little bit better, right? It enhanced it and it allowed players. The same reasons why AI is going to benefit is the same reasons why minis, physical dice, terrain, you know, music, voices, all that stuff does so well in our industry. It's because it immerses, it does all that. It just, obviously, if you collect minis and terrain or build or whatever, that's a time, you know, that's a time cost and that's a money monetary uh, cost and investment as well. But with AI, you'll remove those two and retain the player immersion. There'll just be things that obviously you can buy later in the future, but that's not the point. Now the cons. So right now we're in a weird situation, like I stated earlier, that the implications of AI-generated imagery and artwork is an ethical battle. Same thing with what's generated from chat GPT. Where is it taking from the information from? Where is it taking that data? Is it infringing upon privacy rights? Which again, privacy is completely different than IP, right? That That's a completely le- different legal battle. And that's where I would say from a privacy perspective, yeah, that's a no-go. That That's pretty rough. But we don't know what type of privacy rights are being implemented and impacted in that way, right? We don't know those implications. And I think this is going to be a personal choice for every individual, right? If, if a lot of people in this space we talk about, and, and especially you all know me, I talk about um, individual choice that you have to discern, whether you meditate, pray, or whatever, you have to discern the choice of using this. But I would say the two biggest cons right now are really privacy, like, yeah, where is it coming from? And then, you know, obviously the privacy and the IP and all that stuff. So I guess it's only one. It's where is this coming from? And um, so that would be one rather. I'm sorry. That would be the first thing. Where is it coming from? Where is it taking the data? What's going on with that? What's that question? Or what's the answer to that question? And then the second, is this going to take over the human, right? Do I want to contribute to that? I personally don't think it's going to take over the human. I don't think it's going to replace the human. AI will eventually replace certain jobs, but then other jobs will come in its place, right? So that's something to think about. But I don't think humans are going to be replaced by this, especially if you're a good artist. If you're a good artist, if you know you have a market customer client base that wants to pay for your product, hey, you're good. I also recommend if you're an artist to learn mid-journey, to understand and learn things of that nature. Learn what your quote competition is so that you can find um, weaknesses so that you can scale for your market and that you can find ways to compete with it. 
or compete against it, however you want to view it. So those are the fir- those are the two cons. Again, where does the data come from? Where's all that coming from? And then the human aspect. Do you feel guilty? Do you want to replace that? And I'm saying this because, you know, I'm making items myself from homebrew, you know, from my homebrew world. And I've utilized AI artwork to generate the art because, hey, I don't have a budget to keep an artist on retainer and pay for that right now. I don't. I just don't have that. You know, I'm focusing anything that I get from Patreon or from any sponsored ads or anything like that. It all goes to the better production of this podcast. So I don't have the the finances or the time obviously to learn how to be a better artist versus I mean I don't think people want stick figures <laughs> I can I can do pretty well with stick figures but I don't think y'all want that for a module so I use AI I use Midjourney because it's decent right and I, but I'm transparent about it if I had the money yes I would absolutely use a human but on that other to counter that point the time that it takes for me to generate that type of our artwork in the matter of moments is completely different. And I'm not saying it, you know, as a brag on the artist. The artists are really, really good and they're worth their time. Absolutely. And again, if I had the money, that wouldn't be an issue. I'd pay for it. I'd pay for really good artwork because I know it takes a lot of time. But for what I'm trying to do, which again is kind of raise money in the coffers and so that I can afford human artwork and then give that into, you know, to my players as part of their, you know, whatever they purchase from me. Sure. That's, that's the eventual goal. But if you're like me and you're starting out or you're not even doing this, you know, from a business perspective, you're doing this because you love D and D and you want your players to have some really cool artwork for their magic item or for their character, or you want some cool artwork for the location you're in, hey, you know, you can't shake a stick at that. You can't really, you can't really judge someone for wanting to provide that to their players. And realistically, when you are doing that, you know, when you're doing that on a weekly basis, you can't, I don't know about you, but I can't afford one to $300 for some sort of artwork that I'm using for, you know, a game. I can't justify that. Now, if it's like, you know, the character reached level 20, y'all have been playing together for five years. Okay, go for it. That, that, and it's like a holiday or a birthday gift. Cool. But temporarily, you can find something. And, and you know what? I was going to say you can find something online. And you and most people find artwork online. And they use it for their character. But is that not stealing? In my head, that's stealing as well. We don't view it as stealing because we're not making money off of it. But at the end of the day, you're borrowing without permission. Therefore, you're stealing. So there's a lot of ways you can cut this. I don't judge either way. I think in my stances, I'm here to serve you as a, 
game master. I'm here to serve you and help you be better as a game master. So first and foremost, what I would do is look into it. If you, if your gut, if your heart agrees with it, look into it, see how it can help you, you know, start playing around with the artwork of it and say, Hey, listen, I can generate this, 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 and that, and go from there. You know, I've played around with the stats from a D&D perspective and a Pathfinder perspective, because those are two of my favorite um, mechanics. And I'll say this, it doesn't always get it right. It gets like 90% of it right. The rest of it is like, eh, boring. Like it's cool. It hits it on the head, but at like an angle. It doesn't really capture the spirit. So like if I wanted to make a necromancer, meh, it's done it. But it wasn't flavorful. It wasn't, it didn't make me say, wow, this is cool. It was like, oh yeah, this is a powerful creature. Cool. Awesome. Right? Like if you look at Matt Colville and his action-oriented monsters, well, MCDM Productions, those are awesome. AI won't be able to recreate that at the moment. Right? It, it's still, we still need that human touch to make it alive. No pun intended with the necromancer, but you need something to make it alive. So I personally think that y'all can utilize it. Now, going away from this to kind of end the episode, what do I recommend? Play with Midjourney, play around with it, play with ChatGPT, play around with it, but take this time to understand and, and even talk to your players and say, hey, do you mind if I utilize this stuff? And as long as they're like, yeah, no, we we're having fun we're good. We've liked the items that you've created. Oh, they were made with AI. Cool. Well, they're fun either way. Keep it up. Then you're good to go. If your players don't want to do it, then respect that and then go from there. But anyway, that's today's episode. I appreciate it, y'all. If you ever have any questions or problems or concerns, always feel free or just want to say, hey, feel free to reach out to me um, on on all my socials. My DMs are always open to y'all. Um, I care for you. I love you all. Again, remember to be kind and compassionate to one another. Things are crazy in this world, but we'll get through it together. And if you like this episode, be sure to leave us a five-star review. Be sure to comment down below, share this with your friends. And if you want to financially support us, check us out on Patreon. Anyway, love y'all. Be good. And as always, keep gaming.